Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I'm joined by my friend, Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle is a registered dietitian and personal trainer. Uh, Her focus is on optimizing sports with plants and helping women reclaim their health. I've been watching Rochelle on the sidelines. We met through F45, like most of my gal pals now. Um, And she's one of the trainers there and she's amazing. And she helps out a lot with some of the um, clients at F45. And I just wanted to dig into her journey because Rochelle is super passionate about women's health. I am as well, like I'm not as nearly as well educated as you are, so I'm just excited to get into your journey. So thank you for being so kind and to come on the podcast. No, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to kind of, because I feel like it isn't often that I actually get to talk about my whole journey with my career and like my passions and stuff. So it's a great opportunity. (laughs) Okay, so I want to start with maybe like backtracking a bit before getting to university. Mm -hmm. I would use more like how has nutrition and like sports played a role into your life? And that is that what you chose to decide to study? Was that because of that or maybe yeah. walking through that journey into university? Really funny. So, so I think like ever since I was a kid, I like always loved food. Um, so uh, my mom would always laugh about me not wanting to share an ice cream cone with my grandma. Like I always loved being in the kitchen. My mom was super like into that. And on top of that, I was an ADHD child. So my mom was like, let's throw her into every single sport possible. So I was just really active as a kid. And I guess I didn't really fully understand like the relationship between like food and exercise and how like you can use it to like do better and perform better and recover and all that sort of thing. So I guess going into high school, (laughs) I was still really active. Food was like whatever like I didn't really care about it at all I was actually very focused on like makeup and like skin and beauty and so I actually wanted to go to school for that originally yeah which is really interesting and then my dad was like "Mm, you're good at science and you're good at school so he was like I looked into different programs my dad went to UBC and he was like there's a dietitian program um, and I didn't even know what a dietitian was, but he was like, if you went to school for this, you can graduate and you can get a job and it's just stable. And so I feel like I just did that because I just like trusted my dad to guide me. So that's actually what led me to go to UBC, but definitely wanted to be a makeup artist at the time. But I was very passionate about like meal prepping and cooking and near the end of high school, I think that's actually when I started to get more interested in nutrition. That's what actually inspired my dad to lead me that way. Um, But yeah, I think like we can get into the whole relationship with the food and exercise and what that actually led me to where I am today. But I think like at the beginning in high school, I was very, um, I was very like healthy. I just kind of was going through the flow of things, getting used to things. And then it honestly wasn't until I went to UBC where things kind of started to get worse, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Talk talk to me about that because um, I've talked about it multiple times in my podcast, even with Nick, we talked about our relationship with food and exercise and Mm -hmm. um, having past eating disorders. So for you, like for me also, it's things start to get really bad during university. Maybe it's just the environment and not being from home. And like, I don't know, maybe always parting that was like it for me and like wanting mm-hmm. to look a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But for you, like what, what kind of challenges and struggles you went through and how did that kind of push you to keep going with becoming like a dietitian? 
It's really interesting because you're not the first person that I've met that has said the exact same thing. And unfortunately, I feel like it's very common, um, especially for like high achieving, hard, high, like hardworking women. We end up kind of like putting our health in the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that my downfall, I guess I'll call it, um, started kind of like prematurely in high school where um I started getting into nutrition and like working out and stuff. And I just remember a singular comment of like a guy making a comment that I was like prettier um, or like I was looking really good or something in grade 12. And I was like, oh, like if that's what he thinks, if I like lost a little bit of weight, like by the time I go to university, like I'll be flocking in all of the men. And like that's literally my mindset. So when I graduated um, high school, I just like took that two months of the summer to like essentially just only do working out and like focusing in on my food. And this is actually when I originally went plant-based, did not know a thing about nutrition at the time. Like my only knowledge was basically like the fad diets flopping around. And um, yeah, when I went vegan, I basically only ate fruit and vegetables. So (laughs) super healthy. Um, Yeah. And so then that's actually also when I started getting into HIIT exercise. So like Mm -hmm. high intensity training um, and like basically similar to like F45 cardio days, I would do that like sometimes twice a day and only eating fruits and vegetables. So then inevitably I lost like 30 pounds in that two months, I want to say. It was crazy. And this is where things kind of got worse because like at home I was like in a safe environment and then when I was doing unwell in a safe environment and then I went to UBC where it was like oh my god it was like a life-changing experience in the worst way possible so like in Kamloops we have that's where I'm from Kamloops British Columbia and we had schools that were like very easy like you could just go through like I worked really hard to get my good grades but like not compared to these kids from all over the world who did these prestigious programs. So when I was placed in an environment where people were like hardcore scholars um, and like I was just a very comparative person, the stressful environment, I'm sure like anyone in university can probably relate to this, but you're living on campus. Everything's around like people studying and like comparing marks and like trying to get into pre-med and I even remember making my um my Instagram bio like pre-dietetics and like getting made fun of (laughs) I'm like fair enough um but yeah that just like exacerbated everything and then my focus I think that's all I could control was my nutrition and um my training and so when I went to university I like didn't drink like I'd go out and I'd drink like zero calorie monster energy drinks to like mm-hmm. match the hype um and I just like it's so funny because um our other friend Anne yes. she was my neighbor in university yeah. and you just like would say now she's like yeah like now that I think about it that was a really alarming comment you made like and oh yeah that was very an odd behavior you had <laughs> and I was like I wish someone could have saved me but I had to save myself <laughs> Um, But thankfully, my education did end up like teaching me about nutrition, which inevitably like pulled me out of it. And it was honestly a very long process of like having to relearn that, you know, food is not the enemy. And you can kind of do it. Yeah. No, no, no. That's (laughs) totally like, I, I feel like I also went through something similar where 
I lost control of like other facets of my life. So I'm like, okay, food and mm-hmm. exercise I can control, but there's a lot of reper- repercussions. And I'm sure some of your clients that you've seen in yourself, like uh, that have gone through eating disorders. Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, obviously there's like mental repercussions and like trying to get back into it where that can swing to um, like binge eating, for example. But for me, mm-hmm. it was like a lot of physical repercussions. Like I lost so much hair. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like I think you said as well, mm-hmm. I think I should do a photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two strands of hair. I was like, I was, that was you. It was also so short and thin. And I was like, no, shut up. Yeah, I know. So I lost like so much hair. I lost my period for six years. Like so many things mm-hmm. just happened to my body and I just wasn't educated enough. And I think while I was trying, like I had that mindset of wanting to recover, I did see a dietitian, And I think I only like saw okay. her once. I was like, yeah, like, I just don't know what's going on. Like I'm losing hair. It was obvious that I wasn't eating enough, but that was the one time where I was like, maybe I should go see someone um mm-hmm. but yeah for you have you like through your own journey and through other women that have that women that are men that have seen you like mm-hmm. some of the repercussions that that have happened post eating disorder well you said a couple of things so yeah like I think that it's it's nice because I experienced a lot of these things so I can be very empathetic and I can understand what maybe someone is going through at the time yeah. but yeah there's so it's not even just like yeah, the physical, there's so many risks to your health when you over-exercise and under-fuel. So like the sport side of me is there's something called low energy availability and also the female athlete triad. And basically these are just like big definitions of when you put yourself in a severe energy restriction for a long period of time, you strip your body's ability to put energy towards your immune system, your reproductive system, um, your hair growth, um, your mood, your mental health, um, just like the the ability to even think and function like a normal person. Um, You actually also put yourself in a higher risk of getting like osteoporosis at a very young age because you're just not giving yourself enough nutrients. And so similar to you, I also did go through losing my period for two years. And I remember going to the doctor and the doctor saying, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you know, professional gymnasts lose their periods all the time. It's probably just because you're super active. Let's just put you on birth control. And Mm -hmm. so like, I think the reason why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I didn't have anyone to help me. Like, I remember going to the professionals and I was like, yeah, I lost my period or um, yeah, my hair is falling out. I remember in first year going into the shower and just pulling out clumps of hair Mm -hmm. um, and just not making the connection that you know, it was because I was just living in a state of chronic stress. um, And I just didn't prioritize that I didn't prioritize recovery. And it did take a really long time for me to actually feel comfortable enough to step back into high intensity exercise. I don't know if you can relate um, if the exercise was also a contributing factor. But a lot of my clients, I see so much of myself in them. Mm -hmm. And it just like drives my passion more to teach them more about the foundations. Cause I also find my clients are very like high achieving people and they're very driven and motivated and they're very, um, they want to educate themselves about why. And so whenever I work with someone, I want to empower them and educate them about like why they're doing what they're doing and why I recommend what I recommend because I never love the idea of like giving you know tips or here's like a plan to follow without understanding why they're doing it so yeah I feel like that's why I do what I do and everyone it's just like the patterns are so similar 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you had mentioned earlier that to like become a dietitian, you can, the past are like maybe working at a hospital, running your own. Mm -hmm. So when you were at that fork in the road, like, why did you decide to continue doing your own thing instead Mm -hmm. of going to the hospital or working like under a company? Um, The dietetics program at UBC is structured, or it was at the time, they actually switched it after I finished the program, but um, it was very structured to be very clinical based. So Mm -hmm. you would do two years of like your in-class education. And then the last year was um, all based on working in the hospital for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I think the year that I worked in the hospital, I was like my worst. (laughs) Um, mentally that I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm a very big feeler. Like I'm a huge empath. And I think the environment working there drove my mental health into the ground. And it actually kind of made everything in my life worse, especially Mm kind of when I think about like, you know, my gut health, I've struggled with um, irritable bowel syndrome and like Mm -hmm. stomach pains and all that kind of stuff. A lot of my clients do, and that's tied to your mental well-being. So Mm -hmm. Thankfully, at the end of working a year in the hospital, I kind of made that connection of me being super unwell again. Um, And also the fact that I was working in the hospital. So, you know, at the end of it, it was kind of interesting because it's such an easy way to get a job. Like you graduate and like all the hospitals are like primed to be like, okay, like we're taking in dietitians. And um, I just did not thrive in that environment. And I knew that like, although I could possibly make it work, mm-hmm. um, I just would rather move back home and live with my parents. <laughs> so I kind of, it's funny. Cause at the time I just remember really just going with the flow. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not accepting going and applying to the hospital, but we'll just see where my passions take me. And throughout school, I was a personal trainer just for like a side income. And this is when I started reaching out to just like local gyms to see if they wanted um, a contract dietitian to like have work for them. And so I reached out to a couple, one of them was F45. And I remember speaking with them and they were just kind of like, oh, you're a trainer. We actually just want a trainer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> like that kind of defeats the purpose. So it was kind of like a hit to my ego because here I was completing six years of school at UBC and then going to work as like majority, just a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, that took me like six months to get my certification. So that's what led me to it was just realizing I was like really unhappy. And then everything from there just kind of slowly started to fall into place. And there was a lot of navigating though. So yeah. 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 You're like, you're like an empath person. And like today Mm -hmm. your clients come to you, they come with you like with problems and usually it's not just like physical. It can also be tied like mentally. So how Mm -hmm. do you still like after a day Mm -hmm. of just seeing clients when they come to you with problems and you're trying to absorb everything in, um like for Mm -hmm. me I feel overwhelmed but that's your job so how do you kind of compartmentalize like all the things that your clients are going through without like taking it on yourself that's a really really good question um so I think the reason why I've impacted me so much in the hospital is because the control that I had was very minimal Mm -hmm. um and I think the role that I actually do love having is being able to talk to people and build connections and make them feel safe and comfortable. Um, And in the hospital, I wasn't able to do that. So I was just seeing the situation and then getting almost like pulled out from it. Like all I could really do is order a diet or whatever it was. Um, Whereas like in my own practice, like I can sit there and I can like listen to them. And I feel like just being able to kind of offer them the comfort and like hearing the feedback from them that they 
have whatever it was like implemented something that I suggested and they're all of a sudden like feeling so much better they don't feel like they're lightheaded they they're their performance going up their relationship with their food is so much better I think because I'm able to offer a lot more help than I was at the hospital I'm able to absorb like how they're feeling Mm -hmm. but then yeah kind of I'm able to help guide them I think that's really been helpful in terms of kind of like the emotional barrier there yeah um and also these are fun more functional clients that I work with like they're out in the community for the most part so and compared to the hospital like they're chronically ill and like they're hospitalized so it's a lot easier to kind of sit down and talk to someone who is able to function in society than like someone who is so chronically ill like yeah Yeah. so I think that's been a really nice that makes sense yes and like with with training, would you say like being a dietitian is way like your passion versus training, or do you still love being like a trainer as well? And like, if it came down to it where you could only pick one, like what would you pick? Yeah, I would have to say the dietitian, like I'm obviously more passionate about. I think what I actually have realized though, is it's not so much about like whether it's training or nutrition, Mm -hmm. it's the impact I have on people's lives and like the ability to educate. Like I think ever since I was even a kid, I loved teaching and I loved sharing my knowledge and I loved, you know, talking to people. And I think both avenues have allowed me to do that. Like within training, I love it because, you know, people come up to me and they're like, oh, like, thank you so much for actually providing me like form feedback. And like, I'm able to lift heavier. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But the dietitian side, it's like building like a new life almost. It's kind of like, you're able to function more at social events. You're able to have a better relationship with yourself and your body and your perception of yourself. You're able, like you, you like constantly live with yourself. So if you're struggling with like constant digestion issues or chronic fatigue or, just like that empowerment of not being in your body. Whereas like with personal training, yes, it does like really empower you. You can be stronger, but I just feel like nutrition ties into so many other factors of your well-being. So I like being a part of helping people figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And has F45 helped you like the training side of things helped you get more clients or like, how did you mm-hmm. kind of fully just leave your previous job to just do this? Full time? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I said, I reached out to F45 to be a trainer and that's all it was at the time. I was also a dietitian at Choices Market, so like a health food grocery store for I think about two years. So that was kind of nice. And then over the course of like the past two years, I was like a contract dietitian for the Richmond Olympic Oval. And then I was doing social media and I had like 10,000 jobs and I was like, okay, I need to like kind of dial myself in because then again my health took the vaccine and I was like I need to reevaluate here but thankfully like over time working at F45 and especially because there's like a huge relationship between like exercise and nutrition mm-hmm. I was able to kind of create my own role there and I'm so fortunate enough that you know the owners and the community they're all so great and they're all so eager to you know support our members and I think that's like why I love F45 so much is because it's not just a gym it's like we care so much about like your well-being and like your overall like life. They gave me completely like the whole space to kind of just step in and do my dietitian thing, which I'm so fortunate about. Like I've had almost like all of my clients through F45. I've been able to put on nutrition seminars across like all the F45s that they own. Um, And now I'm kind of working on integrating myself even further. So when people kind of um, like more of that contract dietitian thing that I was looking at, like when people come in, 
they get like a, a free discovery call with me yeah. and then we can have like a full-on consultation I'm making an ebook for them like mm-hmm. it's a lot more yeah I'm really excited about that actually um but yeah and then so that really empower and I think like also girls that run off of external validation um mm-hmm. people have just really empowered me um and like made me feel mm-hmm. like you know, I'm making an impact on these people's mm. lives. And I saw a quote or something around the lines of um, you're doing a disservice to everyone around you that's able to benefit from something that you're able to create or offer. That inspired me to quit all of my other jobs <laughs> except for F45. So this is where I'm at now. And I am investing in a business program and I'm building my own like nutrition course based off of everything that I've seen in my clients. Like a lot of my clients deal with a lot of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm building a whole nutrition course on that just so I can like continue to like massively educate people. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I am now. So excited. Okay. So what do most of your clients come to you about? Like what's kind of the overall topic of your course? Yeah, really good question. So um, I kind of nailed it down on a lot of different things, but for the most part, I want to say that I do work with women more than men. And a lot of them are um, around, I want to say early twenties to about late thirties. Sometimes I get some in their forties and fifties, but, um, for the most part, that's kind of like my demographic. And, um, the very first thing that I always have to work on is just meal timing and myth busting the fact that like, we aren't little men. Um, (laughs) we have a menstrual cycle, um, and we also don't thrive on intermittent fasting. And we also have to figure out that our human physiology works completely different than men. And unfortunately, a lot of like studies and evidence out there it's based off of male populations for the most part Mm -hmm. um so I would say like the very first thing that I typically work with people is not only just like making sure they're not under fueling um but making sure that they're not going through prolonged durations of fasting so I would always say that that's like my number one okay that's funny I actually did intermittent fasting obviously because I was like unwell um it was not good for me and I also was like I think I was keto pretty much like just not having any carbs, which is just so bad because I was still exercising. So I feel like mm-hmm. I've just gone through all of those terrible things, like those fad diets. Cause I, I don't even know why. And, you know, honestly, it's just like that I lost so much energy and I was like, so weak, I guess for those, like when should someone like seek out a dietitian? Is it, it's, mm-hmm. again, it's not just for, I know you have clients that aren't just struggling with like eating disorders, for example, like when, when should someone go seek for help? Mm-hmm. I think that if you're starting to notice that a lot of your behaviors are impacting or like your behaviors around food are impacting like other parts of your life, like you're, I just remember, if I don't know if you can relate or any of your listeners can relate, but if you're starting to like you know, not, you're not able to go out for dinner and just like order something regular and like not be stressed out about it. If you're looking into like the menus severely and like requesting all these things and say if it doesn't come out right, like going into full blown blown panic attack and like those sorts of things are like very, um, you know, not as normal. And I think that it's starting to disrupt your social life as well as just like the way that you treat your friends, the way that you treat your family. If you're starting to notice that you're like, behaviors and your mental well-being are being impacted I would definitely recommend seeking out help because there's a 
there's a there's like kind of like you know your disordered eating but then there's also your classified eating disorders and I don't think you have to have a diagnosed full-on eating disorder to Mm -hmm. need to seek out help I think disordered eating a lot of the time just gets overlooked as normal unfortunately um it can even go along the fact of you know like following an extremely strict strict diet that like you can't have a bite of anything because it's against it like maybe we should seek out like some further help just to like re-educate ourselves um yeah I would say like that would be the biggest thing I know that it's also kind of a barrier though because you know as someone who doesn't have benefits myself I can understand that like the financial burden can be tough but at the end of the day even just like an initial consultation or just like one like you said you saw a dietitian like once Mm -hmm. and even just one conversation with someone just to slightly reframe your mindset can be like the best investment of your life moving forward it's better to get the proper information initially rather than spending a little bit of money here and there on all of these things that are just going to drive your health into the ground because the longer you go the more difficult it is to kind of get back from it no fully this is so important and I hope this helps this is gonna I'm sure it's gonna help someone listening to this because I wish when I was going through it I knew that I knew like maybe I think for me the idea of a dietitian was really was really scary maybe like Mm -hmm. it was like oh, that's when I was like at rock bottom and I need to speak to someone about food. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, you don't necessarily need to have like diagnosed with something or I'm sure you have clients as well that are just like, hey, I just want to get healthier. And it's like, not a big thing, but I'm sure this is definitely going to help someone because I know for sure, I wish I had someone to tell me this. Well, I think like you made a really great point. Like dietitians can seem super scary. And actually Mm -hmm. like, it makes me so, so sad when I talk to someone and I tell them I'm a dietitian and they're like, oh my God, is this okay that I say that I eat this food? Or like, oh my gosh, don't look at me. I'm so bad. It's like, no, like this is the opposite. Like, but again, every dietitian is super different. And like, just like a therapist, you know, you need to Mm -hmm. find someone that meshes well with you and gets along with you and like meets you where you're at, because Mm -hmm. I would never want like my clients to feel like they're coming from, like I'm coming from a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of noting that you can find someone just to honestly talk to about food and just Mm -hmm. re-educate yourself. It's just so empowering. It's similar to finding like a therapist, but all food related. 100%. 100%. Okay, last question before we get into rapid fires, just because I'm curious. Um, mm-hmm. What's like a day in your life? What does it look like? I know it's probably different. <laughs> oh my God. Days, but I actually would like, just like walk me through. <clears throat> my days are like always so different, but let me just think about like a classic. Okay. Um, so um, a day working uh, as Rochelle Duckworth, you wake up at 4.40 a.m. She's not um, She's up early. Unfortunately, I, you also fall asleep at like eight or eight 30. Sometimes on those days, it's kind of a boring life. Um, so you wake up early and you go at work at F45 from 5 30 AM to about 10 30 AM. Um, so my mornings just composed of like personal training and then I'll come home and I'll, um, make some food, post some Instagram stories. Cause I also run their social media account. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. And then honestly, everything from there is like a mixed bag. So I'll do, so right now I'm working on developing my course. So I might spend like a couple hours, like working on my modules or planning out scripts for making videos. Um, And then I also do a bunch of other random things. So um, I might, you know, make a post for this matchmaking service that I also run an Instagram (laughs) account for. Um, And then I also have like 
client calls throughout the week at random. So I might have like a consultation with someone or a follow-up with someone. Um, so it's kind of mixed like that. And then I also just try to at least, you know, go for a nice long walk if it's nice or that's the kind of nice thing about my job is I have a lot more freedom so I can manage my time a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I'll just mix in like a mental health walk or a coffee with a girlfriend whenever I kind of want to. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to balance that so I don't work 10 hour days because it's as much as it's nice loving what you do, yeah. you almost like work way too much. So um, sometimes I'll get caught working like all day until the evening but yeah <laughs> did okay. that make even any sense <laughs> no it did I was following along and like are your calls all online or do you do people come to you mm -hmm. so um most of my calls are over zoom however because a lot of my clients are at f45 I usually like to cater my schedule towards them so like I'll meet them um, after a class and we'll use the office at F45 to have like a consultation or a follow-up before mm -hmm. or after one of their workouts. Um, but I also do have like my little office here. Yeah. Um, so my apartment has my own little office. So if people want to have that face-to-face -face connection, I also do offer them like to come here as well. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. let's do some rapid fires. Let's end with that. Ready? Okay. First question will sort of easy. What's the best meal you've ever made? Oh my God. Okay. Well, I think the best, ooh, this one's hard. Okay. I was obsessed with poke bowls for the longest time. I mm -hmm. think like I, I love a good like sushi. So then I was like, how can I make this? But like at home, so not I'm not like draining my bank account. Yeah. So I would say like bed of rice. We got some crispy sweet chili tofu. We got edamame. We have like some cucumber, pepper, um, and then I make a really good like umami tahini sauce and then I take little seaweed sheets and I like it's kind of like the TikTok trend one yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the salmon racing and then yeah. I like and then I put it in my seaweed sheets and say that's like yeah. my favorite yeah I love that I thought you were gonna say I feel like you went off a tangent about chili like maybe a couple <laughs> of months ago no was it lasagna or it was, was it lasagna? lasagna or you also loved lasagna I, you made it like three times or something so one thing about me is that I get a food fixation and then yeah. I stick with it for a couple months and then I move on. So like, yeah. Oh my God. Also rice paper rolls, like in the summertime, I'll like make, ugh, I just love them. I literally yeah. make six and then like have a cup of peanut sauce. Yeah. So that was the fixation, mm. lasagna, chili. Right yeah. now, actually, I've been making lentil walnut, like, like beef or whatever. And so yeah. I've been making like little Mediterranean bowls. Okay. Yum. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, okay. Next crazy. question. Um, I asked Nick this and she didn't have an answer for me, but I'm sure you will. Oh God. Um, what's the okay. worst date you've been on? And if you can sum oh. up, <laughs> you're like, oh, let me go through my Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I'm like, what ones do you want? Oh my gosh. Okay. The worst date I've ever been on. Can you narrow down the question slightly? Is there any okay. like, way okay. that we um, in the last like six months? Thankfully I haven't had like crazy awful awful dates lately but yeah. one that did stick out to me that was really oh there was a couple actually they're just very basic but like not good so yes. one I uh, okay let me just say to all my single girlies out there you should you should vet the person if you're meeting them online for some reason I was like oh no men just like make a date right away so like the second one did I was like I'm there and I didn't do any research mm -hmm. so I showed up to Joey's on Burrard he made a reservation for us literally like with sending each other two messages and I was like yeah he's a lawyer like go mm -hmm. off this is gonna be fantastic like what a man 
And it just like wasn't there. I sat there and it was like, this is really odd. Like the vibes of him were just like, mm, not quite it. Um, and so I felt like I was just like having to carry the conversation. It was a 45 minute date at Joey's for dinner and a drink. Like I literally was like, let's go. Like, let's get in wow. and out of this thing. That's quick. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like not fun. I feel like it's, you yeah. know, a lot of them are like that. The other one, yeah. I went for coffee for a half an hour. Yeah. And I made a lie saying that I had to work the next day. Um, got got so, to go. Is that the quickest? Yeah, I was like been on in thirty minutes. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. So that's the yeah. quickest date because usually I get caught in like these really long dates that I don't want to be a part of. Like actually, yeah. I'll say this one worst date. Um, I went on a date with this guy. Took him on the seawall. I was like, coffee to walk, easy peasy. Like yeah. we're we're in and out. Um, seawall is a very long walk so you can yes. really go as far as you want to <laughs> 30 minutes in I was like let's turn around because that yeah. would be an hour perfect he said no he said let's walk all the way to Cool Harbor from Yaletown and mm-hmm. I was like oh okay so we stopped in English Bay and that was like a total three or four hour date that I just did not want to take a part oh, of so God. No. I've learned to stand up for myself yeah now you know now you're like oh gotta go the girl's deleted hinge, so she's trying to meet someone organically at this moment. Ooh. Anyways, so refer me out. <laughs> you want to For dietitian hey, services. She's single. She's I'm, single. Like, I'm like, so if anyone like has a really fun guy that they want to set me up with, let me know. <laughs> okay, last question. Is there, has there been a client that you ever wish that you didn't take on? That's a really good question. You know what? Like, no, but potentially. Like, Mm, that was a really bad answer um I want to say because why is it so hard for me to answer (laughs) I honestly want to say yes there has been um and only because like sometimes I think that my mindset and my philosophy is different than what people perceive me to be and to work with them as so -hmm. like my approach is very like holistic like I want people to like feel empowered that they don't need me to hold their hand the whole time through. Mm -hmm. So I've had people come to me and they're very just like, I want this, this, and this from you. Give me a meal plan. I don't care. And they're very closed off and like, they're not willing to learn. Um, So those clients are a little bit more difficult for me to work with because um, I find that obviously someone who wants to kind of like improve their knowledge and improve themselves rather than just getting like a scripted plan is something that like I look for so yes the answer is yes that was a really good PR answer I will say that's like (laughs) well there oh well thank Thank you you so much for coming on Michelle where can people find you and if they want to book a service with you or train with you like where should they go perfect question um or go on a date I'm like, take me some more good. Um, <laughs> okay, so for training, I work at F45 Kids Point on West 4th and Burrard. You can find me there. Um, dietitian services. Um, my website is RichelleDuckworthRD.com, and you can find all my services, but that's also easier to find on my Instagram, which is plant.based.sports. So plant-based sports. Um, you can even just send me a DM on there, and I, I'll probably get back to you. Um, so yeah, that's my easy contact. And then, um, for all those eligible bachelors out there, you can also reach out to me on Instagram under Rochelle Duckworth. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, dietitian and, um, actually I've had guys ask me for dietitian services and to train them. And please don't do that. If that's your, if that's your end, my DMs, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, no. Okay. Anyways. 
Bye. Bye. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for having me.